Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. At Midwest IT Support Help Desk, we believe that technology should support and enhance your organization's success, not constrain it. With our wide range of best-in-class services, we provide customized solutions that fit your unique IT needs. We are committed to excelling at our job so you can focus on doing yours. Midwest IT Support Help Desk is always available, providing your organization with professional remote help desk support services you need. Midwest IT Support Help Desk will solve your technology issues day or night. Our IT staff ensures that your networking computers are up to date and ready for operation on a daily basis. Don't wait until problems occur. Let our organization solve them with our monitoring software, giving you the peace of mind you need. Let us do the worrying for you. Enabling your workforce with top-notch technologies isn't just important, but imperative for business success. This customizable solution allows your team to work seamlessly and collaboratively in a protected space. No matter what IT services you need, Midwest IT Support Help Desk will be there to support you every step of the way. Midwest IT Support Help Desk. We are committed to excelling at our job so you can focus on doing yours. Please visit www.midwestitsupport.com for more information or shoot us an email at helpdesk at midwestitsupport.com. Give us a call, 765-239-9668. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another uh, day of a political nation. Miss your boy, Big T, with your host, Miss Tanya Staten. What's up, Tanya? Hi, Tim. How you doing? I'm good. I'm great. So, had a little, had, we had a powerful session yesterday. And like I said, before we start, I said on Facebook today, and I say this again. We don't mind you coming on the show and speaking your mind and speaking your beliefs. But when you just start disrespecting people out of the way that that comes to uh we won't answer your phone calls or that's what take your questions. Right. Yeah, that's because right. this this panel even if you white, black, yellow, brown, have an equal value, we don't disagree with what you say and we just it's an open discussion. But when you start throwing name calling and telling people to go being disrespectful, I will yeah. cut you off quickly. So be yeah. reminded of that when you get up here. Now, Tanya, the floor is yours. <laughs> okay. So definitely, I definitely agree with what you were saying. You know, this show is for the people. 
to help inform everybody, you know, what's going on in current events. And like I said, I don't mind anybody what their opinion because it's all it's political. It's for the people in support. And so the people you know, so that everybody can have, have an opportunity to respond to each other, you know, respectfully. Mm-hmm. I was talking about an incident, you know, that occurred last night with a young man. Um, and I put out a statement last year about August 17th, and I was telling, you know, people that, you know, even though we don't see a lot of police um, racial profiling and a lot of black people being killed by, you know, guns by the police officer, I said one day that could really be right here at our front door. And I posted that last yeah. year. And I posted it again this morning because, you know, it was on my mind not knowing what had occurred last night with this young man um, being killed by the police officer. And, you know, a lot of people now are just trying to figure out, like, what happened, you know, um, how could this happen? And I'm going to tell you this. This is how it could happen because I said again that what's out there could soon be right here on our front door. And, you know, and it ain't like it's a surprise because, you know, we live in a time, a day and time where any and everything go on with the government, with police officers feeling threatened for their lives by a vast majority of black men. And a lot of our black mm-hmm. men are being and you, and you capture it every day on video, you know. And me personally, I have a teenager son. And mm-hmm. I, I know one said, Well, why do you give your son a phone? I'm like, In this day and time, you better give him something to equip yourself with. So if something going on with him and he, and you know, it's your, his word against somebody else, you know, nine times out of ten, they're going to take the other person's word just because, you know, it's a difference of racial background. So mm-hmm. I want him to have, you know, that protection. And I, I get fearful sometimes when I think about my son because, you know, he's living in a damn time where the unknown is very unknown to him. He just thinks that he's going out having a good time. But when we were growing up, our parents always told us, you know, the night don't have no eyes, and that means a bullet can come from anywhere, and you don't know who it's coming from and where it's coming from. So you just, you might be an oh, innocent bystander getting caught by a spray bullet. And nowadays, yeah. that's often, that's like every time you turn on YouTube, you see a black person getting killed by the hands of a police officer, and you never see Black officer on the scene. There's always white police officer there. And I'm like, okay, so what's really going on with our black men and women in law enforcement? Why aren't they never on the scene? So we need it. That's something I think we need to address too. So and, um, on on that, yeah. Well, well, from the from the story that where I caught last night of it. I don't know really know what happened. But the reason said the the key or the guy shot in shot in a crowd of people. Mm-hmm. All right, did you the, that's the point. Did the officers tell the guy to put the gun down? Um I ain't hear nothing about that. 
Uh, I guess we got you know wait to see more come about it. Um, so from what I, what, I'm, I'm sorry, from what I gather, a young lady and her crew was on the scene, and they were saying that this young guy was trying to break up a fight between two other people, one of his friends and another person, and I guess uh, that other person starts shooting. Somebody starts shooting, you know, to try to break the fight up. But the guy that got killed, the guy that got killed did not have a gun. The police officer oh. killed him. Yes, he didn't have the gun. He, like I said, he just got killed by the bullet, a straight bullet, because he was trying to break up the fight. So, you know, and and, and you just have black people just being killed at the at the hand of a gun, you know. So I'm just saying, you know, you have two when you have one black person being killed, that's one too many for me. That's one too many yeah. for me. So, and, and it's the situation because. Evidently, this officer has been put on leave, so, um, yeah. Okay. Okay, catching them more. See, see, I didn't know. I See, what the story I read, that it, uh, it was the guy that shot the gun in the air. But, you know, listening to that more, you know, you get more details and stuff. Then you yeah. had the story that it was three cops that shot at the guy. Um, well, it, you know... You know, you know, people tell different stories, but still, you know, this kid, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm for sure, has his name been released? His, his name was Brandon Joyner. Okay. No, I don't know. Um, but still, you know, he he's yeah. um, dead, you know, things like that. And, all right, for your question, now getting back on your question. Um. Uh, to me, what I see, uh, the black community of policemen are major. They don't really want them on the road mm-hmm. and in the streets like that. And why I say that because of um, they want them to do security things like that. Have you yeah. really paid attention yeah. to that? Because <laughs> <laughs> they know the black, you know, and. I, I hey I might be wrong, but I, and I'm not trying to be racial profiling, but in the white yeah, community, I'm, the white they they want them to have a forceful nature, nature. Yeah. and they feel like the black community of cops will not will you know come on brothers you know what's going you know talk to me what's going on they don't want to talk yeah. any days and they kind of want to take you out. The yeah, more of, of our, our race is going down, it's not getting talked about. It's not getting mm-hmm. uh, nothing been done about it. You ain't. Um, you probably offer a family. Say you kill a. You say you kill somebody, and you offer you you suspend this cop. You ain't taking his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how many of these cops jobs have been taken? Hardly none. And that's a big problem. And yep. and the thing is about uh, and is and it's another thing is to me it's fear of mm-hmm. getting that line of work as a black as a black man because of most of those black men seen and been through when they were younger, living in the hood, living uh, in uh, yeah. poor neighborhoods <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, and they and they have been profiled 
as when you was younger? What you doing? Why are you walking by yourself? Why you wow? Yeah. What's in your hand? Things like that. And you go ask, you can you won't ask a little white kid that. So that's why yeah. I see because of because of the commit they won't they they will get to me get racially profiled and a lot of people won't go a lot of black men are afraid to go into in law enforcement because they seen what happened and you got and cops are very and uh to me they are very judgmental because of things that happened to us when we were younger but you you have to think about it a lot of black cops i mean i would say send black cops in black neighborhood because they know you know, they know their background, they know their history, they know how they were brought up, they know how to defuse a situation. Seeing a white people in a black neighborhood, that's the more reason for them to say, oh, well, I was fighting. I was scared for my life. I was fighting. So that's why I started shooting. No, you need to send in the but, people that you know that's going to be able to handle that. And if they're so scared, then they shouldn't be police officers. That's just point. But that's, that's, that's how we think it. But... And I and I agree with you 100. percent That's how we would think because hey, say you got this guy named Mike that grew up with us, <laughs> know the neighborhood and things like that, can talk to the guys and stuff like that. And that's how we would think, hey, Mike, this what happened, man. You know, uh, she hit me, or you know, and I, you know, that what happened. He went and just knocked me in the back of the head, and you know, I just defended myself. And say you wear this white cocktail. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say seeing a person that lives in the community, but I would say seeing a person that knows how to handle a community that comes from a similar background from community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying with any cop, because any, if you look at it, Johnny, a black man can go talk to anybody. And mm-hmm. try to reason with them and see what happens because they understand. <laughs> a white cop don't understand it. Because, say, you came from a rich neighborhood, they don't understand what the person went through. Yeah. It's not just white cops. I'm going to say the first thing white cops want to do when they come to a black neighborhood is think that all black people are bad and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Savages is their first thought is to kill. Yeah, you know they already don't have it in their mind. So, um, yeah. that's why I say, and I I'm saying something. Dia usually said, you know, um, you send in white cops in black neighborhoods that's been trained killers. You don't send in your mm-hmm. kind of people. You send in those snipers and trained killers because that's all they know to do, and that's all they think that black people are anyway. So that's the first thing they're going to do when they come into our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. You, know, you send police to white neighborhoods, to suburbs, and all that. You send your best because, you know, yeah. they consider them as white-collar crimes. So you ain't going to send in a sniper to, to handle a white person. You gonna send in? Yeah. So we just got to look at the situation. I mean, yeah, you and I, I, what it is. Yeah, and I take that back. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna describe it another way because mm-hmm. every, every white cop don't go this way. Because some white people have grew up in rough neighborhoods. So 
I think it's I put it like this, it's your way of life how you grew up. See, if you grew up in a way that you went through hard times and stuff, but you grew up that you stayed in the five bedroom house with your mama is a lawyer, your dad is a doctor, <laughs> you the Cosby show but you white. You 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 won't agree with what happened when this guy stay on this, he getting food stamps, this guy that getting uh government cheese, this guy they are uh, they struggling to pay their light bill. You got when we was little you got to go chop wood in the yard and bust wood just to keep warm and stuff like that. So I was t- I would say it like that because some people had white people had been like that Chinese people had like that from the ladies that the from the lady that was on yesterday. Listen to what we say. Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. I mean, <laughs> but, you know, she could she could have been brought up like that. We don't never know, but I'm just saying, we know what we know because we live what the way we live, and that's why we speak yeah. like the way we do. You know what I mean? So we know um, what's gonna happen from day in and day out. We know, you know, yeah. if we don't go to work, we're not gonna eat. If we don't yes, go to work, Bill's not going to get paid. So and, yeah. and a, I'm just saying a person that lives the same lifestyle we live, they know why we act and do, you know, the things that we do, and, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, and like you said, I'm not going to say all white police officers cannot control a situation or defuse it, but a lot of times they don't want to come in there to defuse it. They want to come in there and just do a job whether that is to kill or and get out, because they, they mm-hmm. obviously think that black people are savage anyway. So um, I'm just saying, and don't get me wrong, yeah. you know, some black police officers, they may do some stuff, but we just don't hear about it because we don't ever see them. So, yeah. Now, I, I know I will, I will say this now, for the white community of police officers and black community, it don't matter. Start going yeah. to these neighborhoods and start talking to people. And yes. and not uh, not saying you just gonna look, just go see what's going on. Sometimes just to say, hey, we just stopped by, see everything okay. Y'all, everything yes. going, just walking the streets. You know, everybody's not bad, and that's how I think. I think they see people sometimes, and the, the, I think the police officers in this day are scared. Now they just they trigger happy, and yeah. this that proves it last night. Where instead of what the rule is, uh, even if somebody, I don't know who this is. Don't know. Uh, uh-uh, I'm not asking that. We got a caller <laughs> calling one 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 one. I don't know who they is. I mean, so, you know, let's just give them a chance. And you know, they act up, then we'll just hang up on them. All right, here we here we go. Okay. All right, caller, how are you? Pretty good, and yourself? All right, I'm good. So, I mean, um, do you know that there has been a three aeroplane grounded, one in New York and two in mm-hmm. Philadelphia. One was coming from Qatar. Uh, Dubai to New York people were extremely sick uh, passengers and also from Paris and Munich to Pennsylvania about uh, 
close to 500 people are quarantined right now as we speak. Either it's Ebola, either it's a Spanish flu, or either uh, swine flu or something else. They man-made man it. So what do you think of that, sir? Uh, well, I, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I was, that's, that's a really serious situation. And I I think that, I don't know, I really don't know what to say <laughs> because he just caught me off guard with it. But, you know. <laughs> I ask you a hard question. I can't ask you easy. Okay, that's why I'm just kidding. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But, you know, any time like that, I feel that, um, when you have people, when you have an airplane situation, because let me tell you something, when I first started riding an airplane, I was so very nervous about getting on airplanes. That was my first time getting up there after, you know, the um, 9 11. Well, I didn't start getting on an airplane until like 2013, you know, when airplanes were getting missing, like that Malaysia plane has started getting missing. And I said, I'm just going to trust God. I got up there. You know, I had a really good experience. But anytime when I get on an airplane, I always go up there in mind thinking, I got to have a game plan because I don't know what might happen on the plane. So, um, right. planes, it's, it's always a touchy situation, but I just think that they can do a little bit better with um, the TSAs and everybody um, instead of just sticking packages under the airplane and not really searching people before they get on the airplane. So I think that they can do a little bit better with the, you know, being the, you know, United States and who, I ain't even going to say United States, I'm just saying airplanes is one of the most targeted um, traffic for Terry's ever, you know. So I think they could do better when, um, with the process of eliminating possible, you know, anthrax and, you know, Ebola and everything like that going on. Is it, bio, by, is it biological warfare? Is this something testing? Are they under testing mode right now? Because the first plane from uh, Dubai, uh, Qatar Airline, to New York, mm-hmm. they let the people go. I mean, right. only the sick ones were hospitalized. Now what they found out, oh, my gosh, what the hell we have done. So now they're going to go uh, find those people and pick them up, put it back into quarantine right now. So that's right. uh, that, So we don't know right now if those people went to taxi, to their homes, supermarkets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so New York maybe is going to be the first major city under martial law. Mm, okay. So, and you got these evil people around this world that's coming, that want to, you know, take America out and just want to destroy a lot of things that we got right. going on in, in the world. So... I, I yeah, definitely yeah. that because you know, with people like that, when you when you when you leave from one place and you know somebody's been sick and they need to be quarantined, and you know this person might got an air, air, um a cab and they might get on another airplane, so you know you right, you never know exactly exactly. Now yeah, it's so it's it's a mess into the mass. So because I I I have confirmed information suddenly. 
uh, people are sick right now all over the United States. So hospitals will be full again like the last uh, flu season, yeah. you know. So so is this was the test or is this was the real test? We don't know yet. We have to wait and determine. But how come the other two planes totally, everybody grounded on it uh, coming from Paris and Munich in Philadelphia? Why they didn't do the same thing at... Uh, uh, at uh, New York, uh, Dubai, New York, why yeah. they haven't done so? Can, can any, I mean, isn't that puzzling? Uh, everybody? It's, it's possible. It then at one, uh, a couple months ago that we had a test of something, so we got shut down, and uh, yeah. we didn't get no, no notice about uh, Trump now. Like, it was sort of in a blackout, something like that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So the um, you know, a lot of times them, them airports they be so crowded and they hate to ground them flights because people be trying to get to where they're going, but they they not they really not taking account or being concerned about their health threats or whatever. They're just you know because the airport is a fast traveling place. It's a it's a steady place where people just want to get on the plane hot hot like a microwave. So and I. Think they take that into consideration too, but I definitely feel safer. If I know that people on the airplane need to be quarantined, I don't care where I am, like I was in Alaska. If I need to be quarantined, I'm staying here until I know that everybody is safe and every you know that plane has been you know cleaned up and everything. I don't want to get back on another plane until I know everybody that was on the plane with me has been quarantined and we're all okay. And whatever, because but, I, but, but the was, question I, is, they took all their cell phones, they took all their cell phones, all their identities, everything. Wow. So they are right now under uh, FEMA CDC monitoring, uh, basically quarantine right now. They took everything. Okay. And so these a, people cannot, and sound like, cannot even. Yeah, go ahead. And that sound like the go- that sound like the government right there. The government knows what's going on. And um, it's something that they working with somebody else with, and they if they took everything like that, the government know what's going on. Sometimes, sometimes that could be a man-made thing with the government because you know a lot of things that go on. You know, they could just accidentally, accidentally when it's really not. It's really something that's been pre-planned, and you know, people know about it, and we just don't know. So y'all understand that too. So yeah. Like everybody stays protected on the airplane because the airplane, when you up in the sky, you up there. I mean, you up there with everybody. You in this, you in this place that's closed in, and everybody breathing the same air. Like, I mean, I, I'm sure he understands. Have you ever been on an airplane too? No, I never been. I, I mean, it, I ain't it, planning it, to go. You closed in, and you in the sky, so where can you go? So, so if everybody's sick, you know, you if can I can, if I can. If I can't drive, it ain't getting happen. It ain't happen. Uh, yeah, so I understand exactly what he's saying. Okay. So, you know, a attack is a no matter how it is. If it's by the police officer or if it's uh, uh, Ebola or terrorist, to me, an attack is an attack. And if, if somebody doing it, you know, on purposely, then, yeah, yes. it's a problem for me. 
Absolutely. To me, it was an act of terrorism already because why those people were sick uh, and, and why uh, Dubai let them go? Why Paris let them go? Why? I mean, we have a money, uh, monkeypox, UK first case, real, uh, viral infection confirmed, a Nigerian naval officer who flew from Nigeria to London is believed to have contracted the disease to London oh. and commercial flights last week. Okay. So you see, it's not happening here. It's happening like boop, 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 boop. I mean, it happens around, I mean, the, those countries, NATO, uh, North America. And yeah. uh, so it seems uh, to me, this is, this must be very, very, very high. Um, something that. They're covering it up, something that they don't tell us, but they know what it is, absolutely. Either it's monkeypox, either it's hantavirus, is it, uh, because we have seen first cases of hantavirus in, uh, in Idaho. If you go to global incident map right now, go global incident map, Google mm-hmm. it, and the first one, globalincidentmap.com, and then I will tell you, uh, you uh, global incident incident map dot com. Okay, one second. Okay, go there, and you will see. Where are you located? I, I am in Singapore. Mike from Singapore. Okay, we have we have. Uh, let me see under. Drug interaction map. May, oh, disease. This is under the disease outbreak map. Let's see what uh, what look like right now. Okay. Oh my gosh. Here, uh, Florida Zika uh, case continue to increase in Florida. So if you are going to Florida, please avoid the state of Florida uh, because the Zika is pretty much is a lot in Florida going on as we speak. And Virginia, first cases of uh, equine encephalitis this year. So then we go up, uh, let's see, North Dakota, person dies from hantavirus for the first reported since 2016. So we can see, I mean, it will tell you everything here globalincidentmap.com and then you go and push it under disease and they have all different categories you can explore it for yourself and uh, so very well it can be uh, any of the above right now we don't know but 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 but, but what happened those people not they cannot find them uh, oh, wow. either they died or uh, something happened to them or maybe they're they were t- terrorist cells. They came inside USA yeah. and they're infecting themselves okay. with uh, whatever uh, it can be monkey uh, pox uh, or hunter or, or any of the disease, uh, biological diseases, Spanish flu, maybe even. But, but the, the question sorry, is. Sorry, have you thought thousands of thousands of um, the poison control center? Because I said they can help me um um ish um and then just get in touch with the um homeland security. If you, I mean, if you get concerned about, they can get you in touch with homeland security. 
Homeland Security should, should be aware of it. If we are aware of it, if you are aware of it, if you see it in globalincidentmap.com, so, I mean, you know, it's something that... Yeah. They, they already put it there, so for everybody you know, so 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 they should know much better than us. But we see yeah. the information correctly. Yeah. Where where yeah. did you yeah. see? Did you go to the global yeah. incident map or not? Oh, uh, because we are we we are we are all air right now, so we can't just get up there. But um, but later yeah, on, later on, go and and expose all of all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. has a lot okay. of yeah. Yeah, we can do it later on. We appreciate you calling, yeah. sir. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Bye. All right. Thank you for that caller. And we got one more. C's, he's been waiting. What up, C's? What's up, what's up? What up, bro? I see y'all, I see y'all going in on the terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we talk about it. So talk about America, the biggest, the biggest damn terrorist in the world. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we didn't terrorize. We didn't took over a whole. We didn't took over a whole country. And destroying and destroying a whole lot of more countries. I'm like, you calling to you from Singapore? Singapore is somewhere near China. Why are you calling us? I don't know nothing about. No, and no, we we are like I told you, we are all over the world, and when people we nationwide, we, man, block, we, gotta cater to, we, we nationwide gotta cater to people all over the world. We got kids who are all over. I gave him the best advice I could, and the first place he should have thought with was Homeland Security because if he was that concerned about, you know, and I'm thinking maybe he was on that flight with them. So that's why he's in a panic. That's probably why he's scared because he was on a flight with him and he don't know what to do now. But I understand well. and you close in and then when you get out, you realize, you know, we had, you know, such and such attack or something was going on. Yeah, I, I could feel, you know, his. So I could feel him being on sick like that. But yeah, so. Hopefully he'll get in touch with Homeland Security and they'll be able to guide him, you know, maybe get him to a hospital and figure out, you know, if he contracted, you know, any type of infection from, you know, being on the airport. And I'll say this, you know who we got in, you know who got in charge in this world. You think <laughs> you might try to, you might try to take him out. You don't know, but I would not trust Trump with anything. You know what I'm saying? I'm like. Okay, let me find out where this man from first. Up, he over because he said he had to go to New York. He went to um um, what is it um, the New York airport um, LaGuardia. Uh, JFK. Yeah, so um, he was in New York, but then he's back in um, he's back in Singapore. So, but anyway, we're gonna move on along from there. You know, we're gonna have a conversation yeah. every day. I well, we got we, we got to get C's input about last night down here in G Vegas. G Vegas uh, about the cops and stuff last night. What happened to this this guy? What you uh, what you get out of C? Man, that man acted other than 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 how he's supposed to. Act. I mean, I can't. I, I mean, from what I get, bro, I don't know the ends and I don't know all the details, but. From what I'm picking up, uh, he was in a fight or something. Hold on. 
he was in a fight or something, and I think something, you know, fiasco broke out, and he pulled out a pistol, and when the police pulled up, they just, they, I guess they shot him or whatever. I mean, okay. and that, yeah, from the, if, that, if that's what happened, then, I mean, come on, man, you, you already know what environment you're in when you go downtown. You're not mm-hmm. even one, if you're, if you're black, you're not even wanted down there, really. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, if you're not a student, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. they still grant you the grant you the ability to go there. And I, like I said, I don't want to talk down on the kid, but I just got to do a better job of raising these kids and and instilling fear. Like um, like okay, go ahead, go ahead, Rich. Yeah, and I'm saying instill a little fear in them and let these people know, let them know that these. If these crackers ain't playing, I ain't call them crackers because they're white. I'm calling them crackers because... <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I'm calling them crackers because uh, and the slave, the slave uh, uh, ethnics of it, uh, you know, the whip crackers that was... Cra- they in, they in charge, they're the overseers or officers or whatever, so I call them uh, crackers. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, we got to see. They don't care nothing about us, so what? I mean, they... Love for you to give them a reason to kill them. You know what I'm saying? Well, what I, I did learn about Greenville police, they don't want to really shoot you, man. They'd rather beat you to death. I didn't, they didn't beat me up a few times, man. I know they want to whip on you real bad. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. When I was young, I, was, I ain't going to say I didn't deserve it, you know what I'm saying, because they're supposed to be trained professionals, but I, I provoked them now. I mean, I ain't just like they just start beating me up for nothing. I talk my junk, you know what I'm saying? Talk shit. Yeah, put down, yeah, put, yeah, put down a pistol, whatever, and we can fight all that like I'm some tough guy. And they do what they got to do. <laughs> they don't, yeah, they ain't gonna play with you. But see, yeah, you know, from my understanding, from what I heard, and you know, I heard, and I, and I got, from, I guess from some credible um, sources that was there, you know, she she had a crew that was down there working at an event when it was going on, and the young man was actually trying to break up a fight between a friend of his and another guy. And the other guy just put out a gun and started shooting in the air. And so this young man was trying to run away, and the police actually shot him while he was trying to run away. So, you know, but like everybody's going to get different stories until it actually comes out. Um, But to me, if you notice, it's always the innocent bystanders that want to get shot. And the other ones that actually doing, you know, the wrong doing, those are the ones that always, you know, yeah, end up getting happen. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it always be like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so, yeah. From what I heard, so I really don't know the. That's why I didn't want to get my opinion on it too deep. But yeah. at, at the end of the day, it still get point of raising our kids better and and, and being more. I ain't gonna say his parents was I ain't saying that either. I ain't gonna say that either because once they leave, once your once children leave out your your presence, ain't no telling what they might do. Because I was doing it. My people talk. My people in church heavy, Christian. I go yeah. to church every Sunday, but shit. As soon as I leave them, I'm I'm acting a fool. You know what I'm saying? Doing what I want to do and pleasing but the flesh at, or whatever. But look at this, Reggie. Let me ask you this question: Don't you realize us as black people? We talk to our children the most about the police. I swear. You, now, you know I'm not lying. We talk to our children like, let me tell you something right now. The police, blah, 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 you know, the police will kill you or whatever, or take you down. So, you know, we teach them how to act. White people don't have to talk to their kids like that because, for one, you know, they're they not um, really profiled like that. 
for us as black parents, we talk to our kids. And I talk to my kids so much, you know, until the first thing he do before he leaves, he's standing for me because he know I'm going to say something like, when you're not with me, you know how to act. You know, we preach to our kids how to act when they get out there. And, you know, so how much can you preach to your child about acting right and the police still take them out? You know, you can have, I see so many times with children, you know, just grab them going about their business and the police still stop them, you know. So how much more can we talk to them? It ain't, yeah, I mean, yeah. But the generation different, too, because they don't take heed as well as yeah. we did when we young. I, I mean, that's just, you really got to get down in these kids' ass. And we need something for the community, you know what I'm saying, as far as uh, something for them to do. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah we need something for them kids to do, man, to be active, man, because, I mean, what else are they going to do? You know what I'm saying? And what's more appealing to than the gangs and I was in the say I was a crip for so long, you know what I'm saying? I I did all that for a long time because it wasn't nothing else to do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wanted to hang with the hope. Yeah, oh man. He... Mm. I mean, I, I just I, I just know for myself and you know, I, I want so much better for my son, you know. I believe in, you know, potential and future and I just don't want to see my son being taken out by the hand of another person. When I laid and birthed him, I went nine months for him. Not a police officer, not nobody else. I went nine months and I birthed him. And oh, I yeah, for somebody yeah. else to take him out? No, I, 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 I would not accept that. I'm not going to accept that because, you know, who gives you the right to take a, a person's life, especially an infant person's life? So I won't accept that, you know. We don't go into white people's neighborhoods taking their kids out. We don't go shooting police officers, the police station, none of that. So what gives them the right to come to our neighborhood and automatically say, oh, you know, they savage, they beast, so we're just going to do what we need to do over there. No, I would not, never accept that. I'm, not, I'm never going to accept that. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 we got a caller, y'all. Caller, how, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Hey, Miss Lace. How you doing? All right. You want to chime in? I was trying in? to get on. Um, actually, I just um, got on, and I don't know a lot about what you guys are talking about, so I just want to listen for a little bit. I'll listen okay. Okay, instead of running my <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got your friend, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, basically, what we were talking about was, you know, we were speaking on this uh, incident that happened last night with this young man being killed by, you know, these three police officers. And I, I basically was just telling them a little bit, you know, about my son and, you know, and how I feel about him and how I really coach him and try to groom him about me out of my presence, you know, being his family or being in the school system. Or being, you know, we preach to our children the most as black parents. We talk to our children like they're going somewhere, you know, to a combat. And, and I and I say I carried myself for nine months, and you know, and I burnt him, and I would not accept, you know, a police officer, um, taking him out because you know he may be an innocent bystander or you know wrong place at the right time or however you say it. So I'm just 
I'm just weary and I'm I'm prayerful for this mother because you know one thing one black person is too many to be killed by police officers. Yeah. Yeah, but it goes deeper than than just these. I don't know. It's so deep that this situation that occurred last night was just uh, like a little uh, exclamation point on 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 the situation of what we're living with in Greenville. Not just in Greenville, but in all in all the major cities or yeah, and the small yeah. towns too. I mean, yeah. it's to the point where it's to the point now where our black kids aren't safe, and it's not because of of their doing all the time. It's not really because of that. It's because of stereotypical. You know what I'm saying? They got a stereotype that's a bunch of hooligans, and, and when yeah. you see a crowd of them, it's something going on. Let's go harass them. It was, they could be just trying to, you know, have a little uh, conversation and. Just because it's more than two or three of them, they feel like it's a situation that they need to address. And, and it, you know what I'm saying? There's lack of training. They come from lack of training. And we need to govern, govern our own communities. Like mm-hmm. like you said, it, it should be no way that police come in your neighborhood. And, and it was in the public it was in the public area. Downtown, that's, you know what I'm saying? That's ECU. That's yeah. really their territory. So. Mm-hmm. That was the wrong area for that type of situation to occur, even though it could have been just a little fight and somebody brought out a pistol and, and they said that dude that got shot wasn't even the dude that had the gun. Right. What I just heard, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I can't give you my full opinion until, until but regardless of that, it, it's another black man lost because of another black man. You know what I'm saying? If they had never bought that pistol out, it would have never been that situation. So we, I, like I, I just, say, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can finish. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I just know that um, there's been a lot of violence in the downtown area of Greenville, and it hasn't just yeah. started. And it's been, um, you know, I know, you know, to talk about race is kind of taboo in this area that era that we're in right now. But, the, mm-hmm. but what's real is what, what's real is real, and that's all we can deal with right now is what's real, what's tangible, that's the things right. that we can see and the things that we can touch. I had a nephew um, probably about six or seven years ago that got beat up so bad downtown Greenville that he has a steel plate in his head right now. Wow. Um, he got beat up by white boys. No one was, No one was ever charged. No one ever, you know, probation or anything. Now, this this young boy is walking around. You know, he still can communicate with you, but you know that there is something different about him since he um, was assaulted downtown. Um, a lot of things has been going on, I think. A lot of things has been going on, but they've just been swept up under the rug. Mm-hmm. If, we, if we continue to, to stand by and let the small things, Get swept up under the rug. Yep, larger right. things mm-hmm. is going to be a part of our future. Now, I have mm-hmm. a 16-year-old son. I have a 16-year-old son, and a few years ago, when I first heard about all the, you know, Trayvon Martin and all the things that mm-hmm. that have been happening, when it first started happening, 
I was thinking, okay, well, I'm just blessed because my son is kind of laid back. He, he's an A student, you know. He has a lot of respect and all this kind of stuff. But I was being naive. Because these, these police officers, these demons don't care how good of a child you have. The only thing they care about is this is a black man, and I have the right to do whatever it is that I want to do to him. So we definitely, when I say we, I'm talking about myself, the community, the country. We have to wake up. We have to be smart about what it is that we need to do about this situation. What we've been doing is not working. That's right. It's not working. I'm not I'm not trying to say that we need to be violent, mm-hmm. but we need to be consistent. We can't exactly. just say, you know, um, this week this, this, this was a tragedy and another cop killed another young child, and then next mm-hmm. week we're back to our regular schedules. We have to be consistent. That's, that's, yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. Cause you know, it could this week it could be that child. Next week it could be somebody that we know. You know what I say? It keep getting closer and closer to home. Like I said, and I, I feel, feel like, like yeah, I feel like we should be. I feel like we should be just as outraged when we kill one another too, though. Yeah, we, we should. Yeah, we should. But you. But you yeah. know what? You know what? You know what? For all our marching and Black Lives Matter, we. We know Black Lives Matter, but you marching and then I see you on TV doing a fashion show. That's not gonna help us. That's not gonna help Black Lives. <laughs> you know what I'm our, saying? Our problem, exactly. our problem is comparison. We love to pit. We love to pit against each other and compare. You know right. who's happy and who's not. Who's this and who's that? So until what, we can get together and say, look, all of us have issues. It might not be the same issue, mm-hmm. but we need to be there for each other and we need to stand together because to be, you know, her situation is worse than mine or his situation was not as bad as mine. This stuff is right. actually ridiculous and until we can stand together together as a black community and you're, I'm glad mm-hmm. you just said that we need to stand together we need to stand together that is because. the most paramount part of what we need to do I'm with a lot of these realize, situations. Do you realize that how much we can, like, this is something you spoke on yesterday, how if the black person came together, we are the driving force of the, I mean, of the, um, of the um, economy. Because black, without black and brown people, you know, we are the ones that spend our money on, you know, everything. And, we're the ones who, um, we, we, we're the workers. We're the cool. wow, How, we, how, how, how are we going to do that? How will we do that when we continue, continue to see the Asian people disrespect and abuse our own people and we take our money to these hair stores, to these hair stores and buy this $100 pack of hair instead of going to, instead of going to, you know, maybe she's selling her hair um, bootleg, Cheaper. but it's the yeah. same hair. I'm going to take my money to this sister. Yeah, exactly. Instead of taking my money to, to this Chinese person. And and, and I, I, I like, hear what you're saying about the economy. I'm sorry, you can go ahead on. No, no, I was trying to ask, like, they don't, 
They don't they don't have a black owned hair store in Greenville? Yes, well, they do. They have two. I just I just found this out. Once I saw where? um it's right over there by um um is it advanced or auto zone on Memorial. Um, is it Dior's? Is the name of the car Dior's? Um, let me try and see if I can pull her name up real quick. Because, yeah. and, and, and um, Tanya, I hear you talking about the economy, and you are absolutely right. But we have to, we have to strategize and try and figure out what it is that we can do about spending our money in the right places. Yeah. Where it is that these places that we need to go in order to get the things that we need mm-hmm. or the things that we're accustomed to without giving, you know, um, other people, other communities. I mean, I'm going to just say other you communities. Know, you know, I spoke on this last week. Um, I think I, I was talking to um, Jay Will and Tim. <clears throat> And we was talking about how the Asian people come in, you know, with nail salons and, you know, Mexican hair restaurants and African hair, you know, hair braiding shops. And what do the original black men here have? And last time I checked, there was no black person running a Fortune 500 company in this community. So, That's true. Because we crab, we crab, we got the crab in the bucket theory. Like we don't want to see nobody with more than what we got. Yeah. So right. we want we want support. You know, what I'm saying we want to support each other like mm-hmm. we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I mean, it ain't even a hard task. It ain't even a hard task to say within two to three weeks we could change the whole economy of Greenville by just supporting black owned and, and, and black empowered companies. If you just start with one, do you know how much how much um, revenue that'll bring in? One black-owned company in Greenville. Do you know how many black families can be, you know, um, can have a job and how much revenue we can bring to the black community? Like, another thing is black people don't support other black people because, for one, you know, they've been long since, you know, tearing down each other. And now... They don't feel like nobody's going to support them because they've seen how it's been going over the last, what, 20, 30 years, I guess. So, you know, we got to build up a, a support system for each other. Yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, I'm we've sorry, been... Guys. I'm just say? trying to find um, this lady's name and where her shop is exactly. Okay. But like I was saying that <clears throat> we as uh, um, people was taught to hate one another. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they went all the way back to the, the house, nigga. We already know that you know the light skinned people, the dark skin. They they just divide. They want to keep us divided. Even with the mm-hmm. Africans, they got the Africans thinking that we different. You know what I'm saying? They don't like us. Yeah, we don't. You know what I'm saying? We are. We came from y'all. You know what I'm saying? So. They don't even like us because they feel like we Americanized, Europeanized, so they called it, and we came over here. They only had a true history of what happened, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's crazy <clears throat> that the devil took, it was not, took that. It was not, and, hmm? it was not like we had a choice. I, I, I never seen a black person 
got on the ship and just said, oh, we're going to just leave here and just come to um, <laughs> America so we, <laughs> so we can be enslaved. Like, um, but, I don't we, think but we was already here. Yeah, that's what of, I'm saying. So. Yeah, some of us were already here because we came over here in 15, what, 1532 with uh, uh, the Spanish. The Spanish, we, was in, we, we still were slaves, though. We were enslaved by uh, a Spanish leader. I can't remember his name right now, but it was a Spanish guy. And when we got over here, we overpowered him over here, and, you know, we had a lot of people that stayed over here. You know, uh, uh, we generated the population over here in America. This is way before the 1832 or 1800s when um, they brought us over here, uh, brought some of our people over here mm-hmm. in the, um, on, that, on that road. On the African trade um, ship. Yeah, but, yeah, man. so I, I just think that, you know, if we, um, I said this before, I said there's nothing impossible for the black person because we, in 2007, elected our first African-American president. So ain't nothing ever too hard. It ain't too hard. So, yeah, uh, I well, still believe um, you can You can tell us that it's not too hard. We've had to endure. You, we've had to endure. Like I said yesterday, we're resilient people. You yeah. throw, you know, you you throw anything at us, give us enough time, we're gonna bounce back from it. That's but you can't I throw mean. anything at these other. Um, oh God! I'm gonna say communities. I'm gonna. I ain't gonna call nobody no names. I'm just say other communities. <laughs> Oh, but, um, what about the Asians? Don't forgive me. I, I just, I just, <laughs> that's how I started. <laughs> I know, but I'm going to be quiet because I don't want to be that. But I'm just saying, I definitely agree with you. And we have a different opinion. But at the end of the day, that shouldn't matter. That should stop us. You know, anybody can agree to disagree. And you can find common ground where you can work together on something. You might not can't work together on everything, but you can work together on something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I know it's been a lot of, you know, community events and stuff that's happened over the years just to try to get, you know, black people to come together, to love each other, to support each other. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, from my perspective, from, from the way I see it, that has not worked. And that's the reason why I said we need new strategy strategies. There, yes. There's got to be a way where we can stand up and empower each other as black women and as black men. And like I said, I have I have a 16 year old son. You know, there's a lot of black men around that has fathers that's alive, and the fathers just not in their lives. My son's father right. passed away, and I I I, I don't. No, I've hear, I heard people say, you know, um, a woman can't raise a man. I'm going to do my damnness to get yeah, it done. Man. You know, um, a lot of times we put stipulations on a person just because they're a woman or stipulations on people because they're a man. Like men are not supposed to cry. They're supposed to be, you know, stand up tall and do this and do that. We need to have an abundance of everything, you know, just not just one person. If if I mm-hmm. come to you and and I need a shoulder to cry on, I should be able to do that as a woman. If a man comes to me and he needs a shoulder to cry on, I should be able to stand there 
and let him cry on my shoulder as a man. But we, we sit around That's and right. we put stipulations on each other. But then mm-hmm. again, I'm talking a little bit too fast. Then again, I'm talking a little bit too fast because these white folks is trying to demasculate our black men. I'm not saying for one second, I'm not saying for one second that I think a man is supposed to take on the role of a woman. There's definitely a difference between a man and a woman. They Mm -hmm. each have their roles, but we each have emotions. We each have feelings. We each have, you know, we all need the same things out of life, even though we're not going to do the same things in life. Mm-hmm. I can't. I don't know if I explained that right, but it is how um, I mean, I I definitely understand what you're saying. But black men and black but women I, I, in a community, we should be able to um hold each other up in times of need. And I definitely understand that now. What white people are trying to do, you know, incarcerate the black man, take away the black man out of the home, you know, kill him or whatever. I I, I understand it because we see it time and time again. You know, look for instance, Section Eight. You know, and and this is something I'm learning slowly myself. You know, you give a woman sex at night, kick the man out of the house, he can't live in the house with the children. So, you know, there's things that have been happening to keep men from their children without the black woman <coughs> on her own. So, you know. Okay. <clears throat> um, You guys, I, I have that name of that shop now, Um, the supply okay. store. I don't have the address yet. But the name is Ty's Beauty and Barber Supplies, and that's just T Y apostrophe S. I, I think I think I I think I I know who owns that. Yeah. Okay, and that's just one of them. I know of another one too, but I just have to um get that name. But yeah, like I said, um, you know, I want my son to grow up, and I'm not homophobic, not. Nebbit, but like old folk, not nebbit. I ain't homophobic, <laughs> so I'm not. I ain't. I ain't saying. <laughs> I'm not saying for one second that I have a problem with um with you know people that choose to live the gay lifestyle. All I'm saying is let that be a choice. I don't want every freaking commercial that comes on TV now. Now. <laughs> It's some man laying up with another man. Now, we used to have some kind of discretion about stuff like that. Now, it's like, you know, they're pushing it on people like, this is okay. No. no. I I was saying the same thing. I I was saying the exact same thing. I don't want my son to grow up being that way because, for one, I want grandkids. And and like you said, I'm not... (laughs) I'm not against games, but I don't want my son being that way. And I said him that I said I want at least three or four or five grandchildren. He said, "Myself, who? It must not be come from me." I said, "Yes, from you." Because I said, "Well, what you thinking about?" He said, "Mom, you better go ahead." <laughs> but I'm just, saying, yeah. I want him, <laughs> I want him to understand, you know, that you're a man. You are a man first and foremost, and your job is to be a man and then be a husband and have children. You're supposed to lead a family. You can't lead a family with another man. Two men can't make a baby. Yeah. It's just not. It, well, it ain't gonna work. I don't care how much. Um, well, you know, you know, you know, these people, these people have, these people have. Let me tell you something about the enemy. Hmm. And, and I call anything that's not like God the enemy. Even things that still reside in my life. I, 
I had to sometimes say, all right, Tanisha, that's the enemy. So let me tell you something about the enemy. The enemy will get out here and try and make a child just so you can live that lifestyle. These people are out here still trying to clone babies just so they can have an excuse to give this person that's not living like he's supposed to or not like she's supposed to a child. So, you know, the enemy will find a way around anything. So I, I just, I don't, I, I used to limit it to, okay, well, you ain't going to have no children. Man, these children, these men out here running around with more babies than I got. Now, you know what? You ain't never lying because I've I, I seen women, and then we're going to get out this because I want to jump back on that Colin Kaepernick that we didn't finish yesterday. Um, <laughs> these women would have a bunch of kids, have a bunch of kids, and all of a sudden, oh, they're gay. I'm like, didn't you know in your mind somewhere that you were feeling that type of way before you had all these kids, and now you know your kids are working you doing whatever? Um, in front of them. So, you know, I've seen that time and time again where women will have a bunch of kids and all of a sudden the men treat them wrong. Now they want to be gay. Let me tell you something, honey. You laid out with one, two, three, four different men. Where in your mind you think that that man was going to respect you the second one and then you then you even got two more. And so what man is really going to respect you Um after he done said everything that you did, and then sometimes you don't got to baby by him, his homeboy, and his cousin, too. And then the last person you called was Tyrone. So I don't understand where wow. that no. comes from. I, I'm sorry. You can go down. But, you know, hey, um, I'm just saying I want my son to grow up, be the man that God destined him to be. I want him to be an upstanding successful man. You know, we see what happened when we put a black man in a white house. You know, he had grace. I I know. can I can always say this. I can always say this because I, I think about my children and, you know, the mistakes that I made when I was coming up. And, you know, things that was told to me about <laughs> the mistakes that I could have made when I was coming up. And Tanya, you know how I am with my children. You know that. Yes, I um, do. Yeah. You, you know that the teachers at school know. Okay, well, this child's mom is crazy. She will come in here and turn <laughs> everybody out. She'll <laughs> come in here and turn it out. Yes. You know, because I'm 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 just like that. I I don't put I investigate the situation before I um make a final yeah. decision. And wherever the fault lies. That's the direction I'm going in, and, and then I will deal with. Then I will deal with whatever I'm just, comes along I'm just with it. But um, I just think that that um, I'm going to do what I whatever I need to do for my children until they turn 18, and then you're going to do what you need to do for yourself. But I believe in the word. The word says that if you raise That's a child right. up in the way that they should go. They'll never depart yeah. from it. And even if mm-hmm. they do depart from it, they ain't got no other choice but to come back to it. That's right. That's right. If they get a chance, so, they get a chance to come back to it. So, you know, mm-hmm. I ain't out here talking about, you know, gay people, this, this person gay and this, that person gay. They can be whatever they want to be when they leave here. They ain't going to do it here, but they can do it when you're here. I'm just In your house. I'm just, and I heard, I'm just I heard this week, I heard this week um, 
this lady talking about her daughter. She couldn't accept her daughter, and the grandmother told her that she had a click-licking spirit in her. They oh, won't have them spirits in them, but they won't have them. They won't, um, they won't do it until they get out of here. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, that, that, that's my, like you said, that's my view and that's my opinion. And, you know, like I said, I don't hear nothing against people that's, you know, gay, trend, trend, yes, by whatever. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. But I'm just saying for a, my son, for you my son. Them, <laughs> for my son, this is what I want for him. But like she said, I can't once he get eighteen, get on his own. I can't choose the lifestyle for him. But while he under my care, that's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, what you what you ain't gonna do? What you ain't gonna be able to do? It is. It's gonna happen. What you ain't gonna be able to do is be able to say, um, well, Mama, you let me do this. You ain't gonna be able to no, say that. That ain't gonna happen. Mm-hmm. No, not in my house. You, you know, when you get grown and you go out on your own, you can take care of yourself. Then, but you know, in my house, that's not what gonna. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna fly. You know, you can keep on talking. And matter of fact, you ain't going to talk to me. You can go in your room and talk it and whatever. You know, yeah. in your room, you can say whatever you want to. Because I don't hear it. And it ain't going to happen in my house because you ain't going to bring it in here. Yeah. But oh, then, but then again, again, then again, no, it ain't no again. It ain't no again. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that then again, you just, sometimes you got to find a balance. Because I've dealt I, with a I, situation I like, yes, oh, hold on, listen, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, listen, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying you you got to have a balance because, you know, every child is different. I know how to talk to yeah. each one of my children. I have mm-hmm. an 18-year-old that's still at home that got accepted into two colleges, and she's Wonderful. still at home because she said, yeah. she said to me, Ma, I don't think I'm ready. She said, you know, you just let me stay home one more year. And, you know, she, she's listening to the things that I'm saying and she's taking everything in. And I know sometimes I scare her because I'm, you know, I'm what the, yeah. the white people call animated. I'm an mm. animated, I have an animated type personality. <laughs> it's, either, it's either zero or 100. It ain't nothing in the middle. And um, so, so you got to have a balance. You know, you, you teach your children stuff, don't do this or do this, don't do that and do this. And then sometimes it causes them to kind of be stagnant. Now she's at she's at the community college, but I um, wanted to try and push her to mm-hmm. go off to school. And then again, I didn't want to push her just in case mm-hmm. something happened. That was just that was just my own little insecurities. What if something happened right. and I pushed her off? So you know, we got to have some kind of balance. You know, we tell our children don't do this yeah. and don't do that. They they definitely need to have some experiences. Some hey, experiences. I got a question. Uh-huh. Okay, like, uh, do y'all agree that this country was was founded off the Bible, or, or how should I put it? Uh, the the morals and, and and the ethnics that came in this country came from the Bible, basically. I'm talking about this uh-huh. Queen Elizabeth. I'm talking about do the Queen Elizabeth, you know, find, uh, funding the, the ship to bring the bring the slaves over here and all that, and so they could um, bring their religion over here in this country and all so forth and so on. And do y'all agree with that? That much? Uh, I mean, I could say that, you know, I can somewhat because they push, you know, their um, agenda on us without us really assessing and understanding for ourselves. So I definitely can understand what you're saying. Um, all right. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was saying I was making that point too. 
to go to the point where in the Bible it speaks against homosexuality. Am I correct? Right. Yes. You are. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. So why are why would the, the state and the government push the issue for same-sex marriages and that's all these. After all these years of you couldn't even have anal sex with, with your wife, and it was uh-huh. against the law. You know what I'm saying? That's against the law. You know what I'm saying? Be- so because how do we people go from are that? rebellious. Because people are rebellious, and they're going to do what they want to do. You know, at some point in time, when the century changed over, you know, people got emboldened and said, well, this is my life. This is my choice. And, you know, they decided, you know, I'm going to live. What, what's the word? Live, live. Live free or die happy or something like that. They they took that upon their own self and just said, well, you know, um, this is my choice, this is my body, this is my life. I'm gonna do it as such. You know, white people have d- done it for years, and you know when they. I don't know. I don't know that it's white. I I wouldn't put it on. I mean, way. you know, you know what? No, because just think about you it. You got to think about. It. You really got just to. Think about no, it. The, reason, the reason why I say that. The reason why because I say I wouldn't put it on a race. Is because there's a lot of things I'm, I'm striving to do. You know, <clears throat> I pray, I fast, I read my Bible, but there's still some things in my life that I have to be purged from. But that's so I, I, when, when you do. talk about stuff like that, when you talk about stuff like that, I like to be careful. But my okay. the point that I want to make about that is I don't know that people know that the spirit realm. It's so much more real than what we actually see. And there's some things going on in the spirit realm that is going to come, you know, up in, in life that we know ain't right. It's going to come from some directions. It's going to come from some directions. And those directions are going to have some power. They got more power than God. But they're going to have some power mm-hmm. to push through, to be able to push through. And it ain't got nothing to do with, I don't think it has anything to do with race. I just think that it has everything to do with the unseen things that we never talk about. Okay. The things, that, 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 are, the, the things that are present right around yeah. us every single day. And, and yeah, we're trying to figure out, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Nah, I was the reason I brought up the issue with the Bible and 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 the government. I was want to ask you why. I mean, why was the government even placed? The government' job was to issue these laws and to you know what I'm saying, you know, govern the land. You know what I'm saying, make sure people yeah. are free, just what well, they just do, and everything. So if they saying everything according to the Bible, you put your hands on the Bible when you go to court. And testify, you got to put your hands on the Bible in order to say you tell them the truth. Okay. Well, you know what I'm saying? So well, let, me make this point. let me make this point right quick. You know, mm-hmm. when, when women's rights came into issue, uh, women lived. You know, mm-hmm. the first lady wanted to say that, you know, we could do whatever a man could do. Yeah, I understand that too, but. That that's not the avenue. I was saying the government was supposed to negate that that, that homosexual, the same sex marriage, and, and condoning that with, with God Himself, within, with which we, you know, what I'm saying with the people of the state saying that God Himself 
abolish that 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 uh that act and and call it a abomination. Yeah. So how and that's my point. Go that's get... my point. Yeah, that's, that's what I was my point to. that I want to make. The Bible speaks of, and the Bible tells us that there's nothing new under the sun. What's going on now? It hasn't already been done before. It hasn't already on. been done before. Yeah, yeah. So that whole that whole government thing, how they can take that take power and push things into our homes, into our exactly. lives. That's 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 not a that's not a, a a a normal thing because we don't look at the government as an entity. That is an yeah. entity that that none of us will ever unless you unless you um unless you become a part of whatever that thing is that they got going on, because I can almost guarantee you there's so many things that we will never know about that has oh, happened it's, in the government. It's so that much thing is a whole that entity. Do, that we do know about that happened with the government. Yeah, it's a, like, it's a lot, I mean, like, it's a lot of things we, that we do know about. Yeah, because, like, we, we know for a fact that uh, uh, um, the government had to to take take he uh take the charge of assassinating Dr. Martin Luther King. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The government the government was like actually found guilty of plotting against Dr. Martin Luther and Malcolm X too. Like they trying to say the Muslim uh the Muslims set up they went up there and they said they gave the Muslims blank gun and sent them up there to kill Malcolm. But they already had it set up. They had rented the ballroom like a week earlier and had the guns put in the wall. So the gun trajectory was shot down into and towards the, the people was under under stage. That stage that stage that stage shot Malcolm was like under Malcolm. So the bullets would have hit him. It would have been going upward. But all mm-hmm. the projectiles that went into him was um, going downward. They had that. They had that. Pro, um, they had that file suppressed for so many years. Until Dr. Dick Gregory went up there and had that file unsuppressed to the public information, and they had to admit the fact that they had rented the ballroom and went in there and set that situation up way before, you know what I'm saying? We were forced, so we know the government is wicked. I, uh, uh, yeah. J. Edgar Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover, like, was probably motivated, he probably set that into the play as far as keeping that everything documented, because he had documents on everybody. If he made mm-hmm. any type of money or some type of political figure or something, he had all type of blackmail files on you, so he can make you do what he wanted to do. And when you didn't do what he wanted you to do, as you seen with Malcolm and, and Martin, you got killed. You know what I'm saying? And it was just not them; it was a whole lot more. So yeah, yeah the government. The government yeah, we can't we can't look to the government to save us because they are, they are the wicked devils that we should be fighting at the end of the day. That's how I feel. Right? Yeah. I, I I definitely, you know, I consider myself a Christian, I, but I have a lot of respect for the Muslims. And and I think that if we, as Christian people or whatever you identify with, would take on some of the, the moral standards that the Muslim people stood for, then we probably could actually um, – be a better community. And, you know, the, uh, the moral I, and I know the, the moral standards are the same standards that Jesus uh, uh, taught. I mean, they say Jesus taught in the Bible. It's the exact same thing. I'm talking about the yeah. exact same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't take and those. I, we don't. 
Yeah, don't need to, I mean, the Muslims, they pray, they just pray more. That's like the only thing that's different. And they, they have a different together. belief. Yeah. And they, they have stand a different together belief. More. Oh, yeah, yeah. now, you're talking, you talking about you talking about more the, uh, uh, what you call those, the radical Muslims. Now, the radical Muslims, like, they'll kill, they'll kill themselves just to kill you to prove no, their point. You know what I'm saying? Them. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't talking about those people themselves. I ain't talking about those people themselves. bombs to themselves. Now, we don't want yeah, to do that, but. Nah, I'm I, saying, I but they, that's how I dedicated they are in their beliefs. That's all I, yeah, yeah, I'm just talking about how dedicated they are in their beliefs and what they're willing to die behind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wish people would just put religion to the side, period, and come together yeah, as one really. and love each other. I mean, I think the world would be so much better without it, having it to rely on the God would. and rely on each other. It definitely would. But just like the Bible says that we are a peculiar people, people. Exactly. And if something, if, 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 if I'm meeting you and there's something going on with you that I know, some, a lot of times I meet people and I can almost feel what it is that they feel. I can yeah. almost understand that this person is not a good person. So, you know, I hear you say that, you know, we should just come together and be, you know, as one and not think about religion, but it definitely mm-hmm. has its place. It has its place in, you know, who we are and what we feed ourselves, you know, whatever um, books you read or whether you read the Bible or the Quran or whatever it is that you read, whatever, whatever you feed yourself is going to mm-hmm. be more prevalent with how you carry yourself or how other people perceive you. Yeah, and um, so, so religion, religion is, you know, nothing. But we exactly. definitely, um, it, we, we can't, like the word says, you, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve two masters. So if I'm over here doing, you know, reading my Bible and you over here reading your Quran and then, you know, we come up with um, the subject of Jesus. And Jesus is my everything, but he was just a prophet to you. It's like mixing water and oil. So we, we got to find a way to respect each other. And like I said, I, I got a lot of respect for the Muslim people because I like how they stand together, not the radical ones that, you know, kill people in themselves. But, yeah, you know, I, mean, I like the yeah. way I like the way they, you know, they stand up for the black lady, the black women. I like how the black women stand behind their men, you know, that aspect, aspect of it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. without the black women, we, I mean, we could be nothing. We can't reproduce. So she is the most important and most precious jewel that we have is a black woman. So I don't, all life comes from her. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's a given. That's a, that's the respect that she well deserves. And I I don't, yeah, I don't understand how she see otherwise. Oh. Well, I don't want to end this conversation, but guess what? We are 22 minutes over our time. They're not telling you off. So, <laughs> we good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. <laughs> no problem. But, hey, tonight, Extreme Radio, Extreme Sports will be back tonight, 8 o'clock. Hey, NFL season has begun. 
Uh, though cowgirls get play in a few minutes, so hey, it's yeah, on. Oh wow! See. Oh wow! No, you didn't. You about to see the skins in a few minutes? Uh, so hey, catch up with us tonight, eight o'clock. Extreme uh, sports with your boy Vic T King C, Marcus Matt, LC, and thank everybody for being on. Okay, yeah. thank you. You're welcome. All right, see you, see you tonight. And thanks, everybody, for joining Political Nation with your guest, Tony Staten. And we'll see you tonight. <laughs> <laughs>